The Ten Pence Arcade Podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Pie. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade with Retro Games Pie. Arcade game hire for public events and private pies. With regular free community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no pie like a Retro Games Pie. Visit the website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. Hello and welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. Who are you? I'm Alex Crowley, I think. Am I? You might be. <laughs> and I'm Victor Mine. Hello, how are you doing? I'm not so bad. How's your week been? It's been busy. Really Be- busy, actually. What, in the rain? Yeah, most of England is underwater now. If you're listening from uh, elsewhere, most of England is underwater. We've it's had been a lot of rain. The wettest January on record. Ugh, that's since records began. But it's good for me. Why? Well, What's being that? a builder... You haven't got any work, but you've been playing... Games. Excellent. <laughs> well, you've been practising at our game. Yeah, I've been... Oh, no. Even though I absolutely hated it. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't hate it. Anyway, I've got loads of news to talk about. I've been busy all week, mate. As you well know, on Saturday, unfortunately you couldn't make it, was the Unigame send-off party. It was the last party at the Unigame up in Wakefield. Yeah, I was gutted. I couldn't go and see that. Yeah. Oh, what a, it was a really, I was yeah. there just for the Saturday. It was on Sunday as well. And the Saturday was brilliant. It was yeah. really good. I only really played, as usual, Donkey Kong. You said. <laughs> but we, we had the little competition on, and I didn't want Ollie to win it. There's yeah. a guy there, Muddy Music, he's very good at games. He's, he's a current world record holder in other games as well, yeah. so he's quite good at this. He's not quite as good as me at our personal bests, mm. but he did well that day. I think it was the first or the second score he put on there wasn't beaten. So Ollie won the DK Kong off. And he um, got his uh, medal, didn't he? Yes. A medallion. I, I made a little medallion at work because um, I'm an engineer. I made about two and a half inch round uh, brass medallion and I engraved it. Uh, there'll be pictures on the show notes anyway. There was sort of Donkey Kong on one side, a pixelated Donkey Kong, with 150 metres and yeah. number one. And on the back, it was, you know, this sort of unigame thing, send off me. I think he's missing something, though. What's that? A stick on hairy chest. A hairy chest? <laughs> <laughs> he could do with it, yeah. So he won. I think this final score was 199,000. Mm. We were playing on still the Japanese ROMs because I, I had a problem trying to burn the US ROMs. In the, in the evening <clears> before, I wasn't quite sure. I didn't have enough of the chips I needed. I had some different ones that weren't quite going to work. But we were on a level playing field, and it was that same ROMs all, all weekend. So mm. everyone who, who tried to do it had the same. Excellent. So he, he won with, I think the score was a little over 199,000. Didn't quite break the 200. Yeah. Uh, another friend of ours, Eric, was there. Eric and I were trying to break the record because we, we didn't want Ollie to win, basically. We were on it nearly all day. And we still couldn't do it. I think Eric got 175,000. I was only on about 150, I think. Oh, I good, good, good average scores then, all round. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. too bad. I wasn't quite feeling <clears> it. And, and it was damn cold in there, because it was right by the door. And me and Eric were saying, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's it was cold. It was our joystick hand. It was too cold. <laughs> we couldn't do it. Yeah, but it was, it was fun anyway. We played a lot of Dongo. I was sort of hogging it a bit, really. But um, other people were playing. And other people, it was quite nice, because other people were watching us play as well. Yeah. And we were sort of giving a bit of advice when, when they asked for it. And uh, we was talking about, you know, some tactics uh, and some of the guys there were getting slightly better scores listening to us. Hopefully mm. they'll be able to practice a bit more at home yeah. uh, and get into the good scores. But yeah, there's a few things going on there. A lot of people, there was a lot of people there. It was full this time. I've never seen that full before. Uh, and a lot of people were playing games and, and behind us was a little electrical MIDI machine with bomb jack on it. And that was really, really popular. Yeah. And the Juno first, was that there? Unfortunately, no, it wasn't. Ah. 
That's someone funny. had already bought it because basically that weekend, um, a lot of people were buying the machines and taking them back home with them that weekend. Yeah. And unfortunately, the Juno First was gone because I really wanted to play that's that. That's one of my favourites in there. I love Juno First. It's an awesome game. It's an upscreen Defender, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. I, I think it's a lot easier than Defender. I think a lot of ways it's better. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's not quite as hard. And the controls are a lot easier. You just yeah, got a choice I think it's a much better game, yeah. I do like it, yeah. It's yeah, it's a shame game. that that's all closing down, but um, it is, he's yeah, still, but... still on the scene, um, and I'm sure he still have plenty more meat, so that would be oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I think Julian's taken quite a few machines home with him. He's got a lot of spares still. Cool. And he's obviously the, the guy who runs Jammer Plus. He's yeah. been doing it for years now. You know, we've got a lot to thank him for. Yeah. I mean, I've been on Jammer Plus about seven years now, and I've learned so much about these machines. I had so much out of them. I've, I've met loads of really mm. excellent people, all because of him, basically. You met me on Jammer Plus. Oh, God, Julian. Thanks a lot, <laughs> mate. Yeah, cheers. Match.com, Jammer Plus. Hey, whoa. <laughs> let me just stop you there. Stop. Um, there's loads of pictures of the Unigame meet in the show notes. I think it links the show notes links to Jammer Plus. If you yeah. join up there, if you're not already, it's a good idea because there's loads of information there. Even if you don't actually collect the machines, you just play the games on main. There's loads for you there. Yeah, it's a really definitely. good place to be. And there's loads of pictures of what happened there, and one of the things that will be on there was slightly embarrassing. Is Davo, our good friend Dave? Yeah. I went up with him in his car. Because the idea was we were picking up a gyrus machine, which mm. you previously owned. I bought it from America. I imported it from America. Loved that machine. And Loved how that heavy game. is it? It's pretty damn heavy, yeah. It's as heavy as a small planet. Yeah. And the idea was I went up to Dave's first, which is about an hour away from here. We drove up there, had some breakfast on the way. It was very nice. The weather was good all the way up there. Mm. Sunny, even up north. It was great. We got there and we thought, right, we'll get the gyrus in the car first. Then we can play. Yeah. We don't have to worry about it. Uh, so we talked to Julian, yep, everything was all shook hands, deal was made, everything. Took it out, no problem, heavy, a few people got on the end of it, there about four of us. Then we tried to get in the back of a Cavalier, guess what? It didn't fit. It was didn't it, Was fit. it too long or too hot? It was too tall, I think. Too tall, right. Well, he, he said he, he's had an identical cab, which is a Millipede. A Millipede Time Pilot, the Atari Popeye and the Gyrus were exactly the same cabinets. Quite a sort of wedge-shaped, yeah. quite a thick thing. Very, very heavy. Mm. And he said he had his millipede in his car before. That's how mm. he transported it. I think it was a different car. Though, I think he it? might yeah. have had an estate rather than a yeah. saloon because the saloon's got a sloped back on it. And even if we, we rammed it in, mm. I don't think the back would have shut on the window and we would mm. have to unram it to take it out. And that would be about 11 o'clock at night when we got back there. Yeah. So luckily, uh, one of the guys who's delivering for people turned up. Craig, just the man. Oh, fantastic! So he lobbed it in the back of the van. The deal oh, was that turned stuck out all there. Right then, yeah. yeah, no problem. I think he's he picked up. I think he had it delivered Wednesday. Brilliant. So I have to talk to Dave and see if he's got it there. Already. Yeah, and um, Julian's found the spare for that, the Venus board. Oh, excellent! Because yeah. that was in the deal. And you yeah. couldn't find it at the time. Oh, good, good yeah. on you, Julian. Brilliant. Because he's got a spare now as well. Yeah, excellent. John Studley, Pac-Man '83, who's our resident uh, world champion in Pac-Man, was trying to get his freehand perfect Pac-Man. This guy knows Pac-Man. Dedication, that guy's got. Oh, God, yeah. He always comes to meets. He always brings his, his own mini yeah. Pac-Man machine with his own proper kosher boards. Does a lot for the community. Oh, yeah, he's brilliant. He, yeah. he does a lot of Twitch videos yeah. where you can yeah. watch him play. And he always brings his little camcorder, which is strapped on the side of the machine. And he had a, a little screen up at the side, up above everyone, so everyone could watch him from a distance. Yeah. And he was giving tips and, and showing people how good he was at it. 
the guy knows, he just knows which the patterns, not even the patterns of the ghosts, he knows their behaviour. Yeah. And he, he coaxes them to try and get them following him. And then when he eats the power pills, he gets them every time. But unfortunately, when I was playing Donkey Kong, I heard that terrible music in the background. And I realised he'd lost life. Well, that, that's curtains, right. the game's over. Yeah. So I think he did try again. But yeah, well, I stayed up that time time. when he was trying to do it live. Yeah. Um, about well, a month or so again. ago, yeah. And he got all the way to the end and got the split screen come up. Oh, wow, really? And that's the first time I've ever seen that. Oh, wow. That One half awesome. of the screen just goes all funny. Yeah. And the other side's okay. Is that when he missed the two pills or something? Yeah, and he sort of oh, appeared no. on that right-hand side. And he, he's got to negotiate blind out yeah. of that maze. Oh, God, how does he know these things? I don't know. The guy's I'm, a master. It's incredible. The guy's incredible. Well... He will do it one day. Yeah. And hopefully he will be there when he does. Yeah. I'm sure he'll record How many anyway. people have got that then? There's only about four or five, isn't there, I think? Well, there's the perfect Pac-Man, which is usually achieved with patterns all the mm. way through. You just do all the patterns, you never miss anything. But what John's trying to do that's different is he does it freehand. Yeah. And he will actually, he won't be following patterns. He'll be waiting for the ghosts and, and getting them to yeah. move around. He'll, he'll let them catch up with him and... It's Which involves a lot ghost. more skill, obviously. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That's why, you know, a, a tiny move wrong, you can get yeah. got. I think one time I was watching him play before, he did a quick quick motion in the tunnel to try and get one close to him, and he just touched yeah. the, the ghost and he was dead. But yeah, he, he's doing... He, but it's something with the first 21 levels or 22 think, levels that I'm are not quite sure. really hard, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's all the freehand bit. And when you get, I think, to the ninth key, don't quote me on this, that's when... There's no blue time. When you get a power pill, the ghosts do not go blue. They just turn away. Actually, I don't know whether it's actually he can use the methods or the tactics up to level 21. Then he can go freehand. I don't know. Whether no, that's... I think it's the other way around. I think the start because it, it's an easier game to start with, and the ghosts go blue for a number of seconds. Mm. That's when you can freehand. But when you get to that that ninth key, then it's patterns all the right. way because there's, there's no you can't eat the ghosts anymore. And there's obviously a lot more to the game than I know. Anyway, oh, so God, I'm rubbish yeah. at it. Yeah, oh, so am I. I mean, I, I like the speed up version because it's easy. Yeah, and you, there's not real skill to it. This is dedication. It's never skill. a game I got into, and still isn't today. I just I, like I don't know the 3D yeah. one. I really like that. But yeah, so John's doing well there. Uh, unfortunately, the ghost has got him again. Yeah, good luck with that, John. He will do it. He will do it before long. Loads of other stuff were going on there. A guy there called Porchy was um, dumping some of the games that Julian's got because Julian was given a lot of Electrocoin games when the Electrocoin gave up their premises. Um, and he got a lot of prototypes and very, very rare boards. And there's some there's some hardware there, uh, which is called Arcadia hardware. I think it was just for electrical machines. It went in one, a certain one of their machines. It's actually Amiga, Commodore Amiga hardware, but okay. in arcade form. There's quite a lot of games on sort of cartridges, rather like the yeah. PlayChoice games. And he was dumping, I think he dumped a cartridge there. So one of the guys there got it all working in the machine, and they dumped the board. They right. dumped the ROMs, and they've sent it to MAME, and it's actually playable in MAME now. Right. Well, currently, it wasn't. That's so incredible. that's a new game for MAME. Yeah. It's brilliant. I mean, it's, it's, that game's now saved forever. Yeah. You know, if that game was lost now, it doesn't matter. It's saved. They also found, in one of the Spectrum machines, I, I actually knew about this board, but didn't realise what it was. Um, the Bubble game, Bubble. No, no. Well, that one as well was from last time. But this time, there was a game called Master of Weapon, which is yeah. an upscreen shooter by Taito. And the version that Julian's got was mint condition. It's actually called Yukiwo, which was a prototype, an early prototype of the same game. And nobody's ever heard of it before. I presume that's Bizarre. been dumped now as well and saved. 
So what do they man. give them to Electricoin to test out or see how well they do so, yeah. in the arcades and then and then maybe go ahead with developing it on a proper board yeah. with a proper name? Yeah, That's how it probably worked. Some of the uh, the games students have before the boards are covered in what they call gloop. Mm. And all the chips on the board are covered in a sort of a resin, a hard resin. So the bootleggers couldn't get the games out, get the ROMs out to copy them. Yeah. You have to chisel the damn stuff out and you ruin everything on it. Yeah. So these gloop boards, which are very, very rare, can't be dumped. So if they go bad, that's it. Well, that it's, um, yeah. So there's there's something lot... special he's got there then. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. Really? I mean, hopefully some more of these Arcadia games. I think Julian's got quite a few of the, the cartridges and I think a lot mm. of them will be dumped now. And available for everyone to play in Maine. Has he got any Nintendo prototypes here? Well, you never know. <laughs> Actually, saying that, another one of our friends, Rog, picked you some marquees up. Yeah. You know, the, the, the soft marquees for the top of the arcade machines. And he picked you up a, quite a rare Mario one. Yeah, he did show me a picture. Looks... Called Mario's Adventure. Yeah. Which I think was the Versus version of Mario. Super, Super Mario. Mario Brothers, yeah. Yeah. So that's quite a rare So there one. could be a, a prototype of that. Maybe. You never know, actually. Never know. But you've got your versus golf, there's Mario's Adventure we talked about, arm wrestling, and a Play Choice 10 one. Fantastic. So you can display them in the uh, Yeah, in the, the Minty Arcade. That'd be awesome. The game that was actually dumped, I didn't mention it, from the Arcadia hardware, it's called Arg. Arg. Yeah, I've never played cool. it, but it looks quite fun. Yeah. Sort of, I think it's a caveman type thing. So get the new version of Main, and you can pro-play it. All this will be on the show notes as well. People are also getting into that Bomb Jack game. I mean, Bomb Jack's a well-known game. It's classic, isn't it? Yeah, I, I like it. I love it. But I'm rubbish at it. So it kind of yeah. puts me off a bit. But there was a lot of noise going on. People getting really excited. Really? Bomb, yeah, everyone was really getting into it. You know, there's always one game <laughs> yeah. where it gets... And everyone's sort everyone's of a bit going. of a following. And everyone was playing it. The machine was rocking around. Yeah, and... do you remember that revival? We was all standing around asteroids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Even though I had an asteroid at home. Well, they had the football screen up behind them, didn't they? And everyone's trying to watch football. We just kept getting our stupid heads in the way. (laughs) There's always nerds trying to play asteroids. I got a good score that day as well. Actually, was quite good. Uh, I did have a quick gone bomb, Jack. I wasn't very good though. I also had a play on my old Goliath cab, which is at the Uni game. Hopefully, Julian's going to keep up with that because it's a it's a nice machine I built up. But it was one of those things I had to go at the time. I also spoke to Simon about converting my Volgus board I've got into pirate ship Higimaru. Oh, and do you think he can do it? No. Oh. The board I've got, I think, is a bootleg, and it's we we did look into it, did a bit of research, and it's completely different. Right. So I don't think it's possible. But good news is, the Volgus, which is a sort of mediocre game, you can play in main no problem at all, he thinks can be converted to 1942. Oh. Which is a brilliant game, which I really would like the board of. I've also had a bit of a result on Higamaru and Flicky, the two boards I've been after that I can't find. Higamaru is nine impossible to find. It was only released in Japan. And Flicky is quite an expensive board if you can find them. Because a lot of them got converted to Pitbull too. I found out there's a multi-cart, 138 multi-cart, very similar to the 19 and ones and the 16 and ones, with 138 games on. And I was given one by our friend Danny Frothmeister to to have a look, if I like it, I can buy it. If not, he'd, he'd kindly accept to be returned. And I played Higamaru the other night, and it is exactly the same as the Fantastic. main version, so I'm really happy. But that's going to go in a Dino King. Brilliant. And it's going to be a converted cab. And also, it's got Flicky on the same cartridge. Awesome. So what I'm going to do is actually buy two cartridges and just put the one game on, so it loads immediately into that, and I'll yeah. have the two Dino Kings as two of my favourite games. 
result. The Dino Kings, are they exclusive to Europe or Japan or did an American get uh, the Dino Kings? I don't know about America, but I, I would have You'd have to put a thought... picture up on, the, uh, on your website of one of yours. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I'm sure they did because these machines housed card games for kids. Yeah. And when I was in Japan, uh, on my honeymoon over three years ago now, in one of the toy shops, they had a line of these games, all different ones. There wasn't any Dino Kings, but very similar small ones for kids. And they all involved winning cards or Gashapon capsules and all this sort of stuff and little silly games for kids to play. Yeah. They're very short and quite sweet little machines as well. But they are ripe for converting into arcade games. Oh, Especially definitely. If got not very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. So I'm really pleased about that. So I'm definitely going to buy the 138 and I'll probably buy another one for it. But I played some of the other games on there as well because usually with these multi-carts, as the emulation, and it is emulation, isn't quite that good. Usually the sound suffers. Yeah. The 16 ones have got horrendous sounds well, in the game. Donkey Kong Jr., you can't play it on there, can no, you? No, no. You just can't. Because it's got, there's a bug in there where when you're trying to do the chain level, yeah. you come down onto a chain and grab it. Sometimes he doesn't grab on yeah, the right hand side. Lift it up, he doesn't he? lift it. And it's completely wrong. And yeah. there's some of the sounds on Time Pilot and Scramble are awful. I mean, to the average person playing that, they wouldn't notice. But when you know a game inside out, like Absolutely. one of your favourites, then you'd notice that, wouldn't you? The only thing is, if you're playing it with a bit of volume, you'll notice the sounds are very, very... Um, they're sort of over-amplified. I think they've yeah. messed up the amplification when they did it. Yeah. And they sound dreadful. But this board, really, really good. Good stuff. So that's, that's another result. Excellent. I also brought you a modded ZX Spectrum in the box. Yes, can't wait for that. My sure. This was the system I played back in the day. Um, I didn't have a console. I had my Sinclair Spectrum with the rubber keys. And I've still got all my games. I must have a hundred odd games upstairs. We call it the dead skin keyboards. <laughs> I had I had a Spectrum Plus. I yeah. did have a rubber one years ago, yeah. and a little bit later, I bought a cheaper um, with the plastic keys, which is quite nice. Yeah, I even modded that. I put a volume control on it and a bigger speaker. Rubber keys, in it. rubber keys was the best, really. Playing Davy Thompson to Catherine. Yeah, because you could get a golf ball. Yeah, did you ever do that? And over the top, keyboards. just yeah. go, keep oh, going left and right with the golf ball. <laughs> but what what did he do to what what mod did he do to it? I think he just, because it's got the RF, hasn't it? Yeah, the rubbish gel So he's made out. it, so you can use a scart plug, basically ah, straight AV. in the back. Yeah. Oh, brilliant, that'd be a lot better on the colours. <clears throat> yeah. Excellent. Also found our Game of the Week, this week, Glob, which we'll get onto later, there was a version called Beastie Feastie for the Spectrum. But with the collision detection we sort of it, encountered and the colour clash on the Spectrum, I'm not sure how good it is. It is funny you say that because the whole time I was playing this, I thought this is a Sinclair Spectrum game, a very early one. It just feels exactly like that. There are reasons why you thought yeah. that, which we'll get onto later yeah. as well. My desolder station I keep banging away at. Yeah. Um, it works brilliantly. It's amazing. I, I, I unsoldered a chip in seconds. It was absolutely amazing. doesn't sound much to some people, but if you've ever tried getting one of these damn things off before, it's a godsend, it really is. And we've also got, last bit of news, the countdown to the RGP meet on the 22nd. We're all looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, can't wait for this. I tried to get a hotel tonight as well, because I'm not oh, really? bedding down with you lot. There's no way I'm sleeping on that floor with you. Oh, you are? I thought you were going to go and do it there and back in the day. No, no, it's no, too long. It's too, too long a journey. We'll be there till probably midnight playing games. I mean, I'm not going yeah. to waste my game playing time no. by driving home. No, no <laughs> so, good idea. Good idea. Stay. Anyways, anywho, listener feedback. We've actually had some. Yeah? Yay! Cool. We need more. We do need more. I'll be able to put a plea at the end of the show notes for this. Arcade Addict 77 
on the Jammer forums, got in contact with me on the Jammer forums, and asked for Bosconian to be put on our list. It's one of the week's games. It's one of your old favourites, isn't it? I do like a bit of Bosconian. You converted one of your cabs into Bosconian, didn't you? I did for a period, yeah. yeah. It got made into another cab, and it was sold to someone who made it into a dedicated bubble did... bubble, and it's still like that now, and it's oh, okay. a mint cab. It's really Did you nice. play this back in the day on a dedicated, or was this I think Jammer I did. Cab? Again, it was when I was a little bit older, you cast your mind back to one of the first games I played was the Frogger at Swimming Baths when I was very, right. very young. Because I haven't seen any Bosconian cabs over here. Bosconian was in another Swimming Baths when I was an early teenager in Weymouth. And I used to play there, but I'm not sure if it was a dedicated cab or not. Because they're the same shaped cabs mm. as a Pac-Man or a Galaxian. Yeah. Or a Rally X. The cabaret version as well, didn't There they? was a cabaret version. They were even rarer. And a cocktail. Yes. There was a cocktail version, but they're ultra rare. Cabs. Must have been quite a popular game in back in the day. They made was, that yeah, many. The thing is it's with Bosconian as well is there's not many boards left. I've actually I'm lucky enough to get one. I got a little while back, and it had a problem. I didn't think it had blue on the screen. It was just a, a wire trace I had to fix, and it was perfect. After yeah. I made a loom for it, and it works perfectly. The thing with Bosconians is they're the same hardware as Gallagher, mm. and they've got custom chips on them that people rob from Bosconians to fix the more popular right. Gallagher's. Which is a shame, because I th I do like Gallagher. I prefer Galaxian, but I love Bosconian. Yeah. I really like Bosconian. I like it's the synthesised speech. It's awesome. It's very good. It's yeah. got quite a bit of depth to the game, so maybe do that one more. Yeah. He contacted me through the forums, which is great, but only I can see the forum posts, You know, especially if it's a private message. So if you want to get back to us, Put on the website or Facebook or Twitter so everyone else can see your comments and hopefully they'll get involved soon. Oh, and also, we're on iTunes. We have been for quite a while now. Some people are finding difficulty finding us on iTunes. If you just search for 10 Pence Arcade Podcast, you should be able to find us okay. And if you like it, give us a good review. If you don't like it, don't give us any reviews. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spread, spread the word. Spread the word. I was also asking people the other week for stories of their arcade pickups and, and such. And when I was at the Unigame, I talked to a lot of people. We all had dinner. It was great. Mm. Everyone was getting on really well. And another friend of ours, Leon, reminded yeah. me, and I can't believe I forgot about this. He reminded me, when he picked up my first Nintendo cocktail cap, which is now my Space Fever, yeah. when I restored, he picked it up from Wales, because he was living in Wales at the time. Mm. He was only down the road. So I asked him, could you kindly pick it up for me? Yes, he did. And he'd come around the house with it. And he told me an interesting story about it. And I completely forgot about it. I can't believe I forgot about it. He went there. And the guy was very polite, very nice. He, he said, oh, who are you buying it for? What's he going to do with it? All this sort of stuff. Yeah, great. And he said, oh, I've got um, an air hockey table and some other stuff downstairs. Do you want to have a look at it in the basement? Leon said, oh, yes, please. Let's have a look. Went down there. Leon had a bit of a shock and got out of there as quickly as possible. There was a huge Nazi flag on the wall. Oh, and loads of Nazi memorabilia. The guy was like, nothing had happened. He says, do you like the, the yeah. table? He went, hmm, I've got to go. <laughs> and he offered it out. Sounds of like a snippet from falling down or something. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that. Oh, I've had so many funny incidents with cab pickups, I tell you. Well, yeah. Well, that the time we got those, my dig dug and your fast Freddy in the wasp. Yeah, the how's that one? He borrowed that van from that guy who was a, an insect killer. Had a huge wasp on the side. It was then known as yeah. the Waspinator. <laughs> Punch out. That was... Because I've got this little van, little Suzuki carry. It's absolutely tiny. The Love Bus. And a Punch Out, which is an absolutely huge cab. It's nearly seven foot tall, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's really big. It got in there, but um, 
it laid straight on top of the handbrake, and it was probably <laughs> about two inches away from the, the windscreen. Oh, so if God. I bra- braked really hard, it now, would, it would have gone right out, through, through the windscreen. <laughs> you, so you, I was sort of yeah. holding on to it for like 200 miles all the way home. Oh, you maniac. But, you know. And I bet it lowered the suspension because they're quite heavy. There's two oh, monitors in those cabs. Cab. Two 19-inch that monitors. That's the biggest cab I've ever moved. Yeah. That and Outrun. Outrun's another heavy one. It's because a lot of metal work and yeah. a lot of uh, force feedback. Yeah, all of that stuff. Steering wheels and pedals and such as but well. But punch out, yeah. God, that was a big thing. And you had two of them at one point. I had super punch out, yeah. I never got that working though, did we? Did you not ever... You didn't actually transport that anywhere, did you? I think it went up north. Um, I got that for replay, didn't I? To have them both together. Yeah, they they, they looked awesome together. And it worked for a little while. Oh, right, cool. So people got a bit of joy out of it. Yeah, it it was just... Just to get that ninty line-up in the UK, I just thought, I've got to do it. It looked awesome. Yeah. We've also had uh, a few other cool podcast hosts following us on Twitter. We've had the Retro Junkies which is a great podcast. Retro Games Now, gamesyoulove.com, obviously No Quarter Guys, and Jammer Plus, and someone with a really cool Twitter handle, Dig Dug Dad. <laughs> I thought it was such a great name. Dig Dug Dad. So Dig Dug Dad, thank you for giving isn't me a laugh. guy does that side art? There's a guy in America who does it. He's called Dig Dug, isn't there? I don't know, but this, yeah. this guy's got such a cool Twitter handle. It's awesome. So thanks for following us, guys. We'll try and keep you updated. As usual, we always ask if, uh, for listener feedback. We want to know what games you want us to play and review. Because every week, Alex will pick one, then I'll pick a game, and then we want a listener game. The only criteria is it's got to be simple to play on a main setup, or people can play on a normal cab, or even on a PC with a joystick and a couple of buttons. So one joystick, up to three or four buttons perhaps, and that's it. Nothing. We don't want any float yokes or steering wheels and pedals or spinners. We've not got a setup for that. Such a simple setup, and we'll have a go at it. And we choose your game every third week. On to game of the week, and what is it? Super Glob. And the glob. if you just hand us over that tape recorder a minute, put the just shove the tape in a sec, <laughs> and this is what it sounds like. Oops! Oh, just a minute. Oh no, I still have the high speed dubbing on. Superglob was also known as The Glob and later released as Beastie Feastie. The company that released it was called Epos in 1983 and it was released under Cardinal Amusement Products later on in 1984, which was an offshoot of Epos. It never had its own cab, it was just a conversion kit for Pac Man usually, and that's the first time I ever played on a Pac Man machine. I was down at a meet in Wales years ago at Simon White's place. And he had a Pac-Man cab there, and as well as having Pac-Man on it, he had a multi-game board, a hack for Pac-Man. I'd played lots of different kinds of Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man, Junior Pac-Man, and a load of other games that plays on Pac-Man hardware. And Superglob was one of the games, and I fell in love with it. Absolutely love this game. It's such a cute little thing. And you have to play it on a Pac-Man cab. You play it with because the Pac-Man cab has only got a joystick, and it's got a one-player button start and a two-player button start. You have to use those buttons for your actions, which are in a bit of a funny position, but we, we played really well at it, and we had a, a great time playing it. It was absolutely brilliant. Such a cool little game. We got really into it. I think Simon got the high score in the end, and we, and we really liked it. The actual conversion kit for Pac-Man was a daughter card, which is the same kind of thing as Mrs. Pac-Man, and a ROM swap set. 
That's all it ever was. It had side art of its own, it had a marquee, it had a control panel, all on the show notes. They're quite good looking little things, but nearly always came in that classic shaped Pac-Man. The different versions of um, Super Glob, The Glob and Beastie Feastie. Super Glob and The Glob are very, very similar, but the layout, level layouts are different. You get different fruit on different levels and levels in a different way. And Beastie Feastie actually feels a little bit different. I think it might have been released on its own board later on of slightly different hardware. And it does feel a little bit different. And that's the one that the Spectrum got, Beastie Feastie version of that. Did you actually enjoy this game, Vic? I loved it. You loved it? Oh, God, it's such a cool game. Yeah. Such a cool... Did you not like it? No. Oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you idiot. No. I'm not letting you no, off. Oh, like oh, I've just remembered something. You're banned from the podcast. Why? Because you were playing a football game. It's Mario Strikes. You were playing football on a Wii U the other day. Nintendo. Get out of your own games room. Get out now. Nintendo. Hmm, now, not... I don't know where you're coming with this game. I... It's an old one. It really was so primitive. It is. It feels older than... It was released in 83... And when I first saw it, I thought, oh, this has got to be 81. It was released soon after Pac-Man. But it wasn't. They just used the hardware. They must have been a small company, perhaps, made a game up and used the Z80 hardware, which is very yeah. versatile to use back then. A yeah. lot of games are based on Pac-Man or Scramble hardware. Or Gal- I think Galaxian oh. is Pac-Man hardware. Sort of very simple Z80-based games. But I loved it. absolutely loved it. So you loved it. What did you like about it? Did you like the, the mechanics of it then? Trying to be like um, an elevator action. It's that kind of feel to it, but... The, the the movements of the, the enemies, which are crocodiles and monkeys, really irritated me. You know, when, you, when you've got to move out of the way, you press jump to stick to the ceiling. Yeah. And they come, well, they can't make up their mind whether they're going to go underneath you or not. They are skitty. So you keep letting go of the, the jump button, jump down, then suddenly decide to move. And yeah. you're dead. That happened a lot. The gameplay goes a bit like this. It's a platform game. You've got four or five, I think five platforms. You can get up and down the platforms with lifts. That's the only way to get up and down. And your little guy is a little blue blob called Toby. And he has two buttons to use. You get left, right, up, down, and two buttons. One is to cling to the ceiling, and he'll suck himself up onto the ceiling. And if you let go of the button, he'll drop down onto enemies, and you squash the enemies. And the other button is to call the lift. The little hand flies out of his head. And he calls the lift, and lifts come down to him, and you can get on the lifts but and go up and down the lifts. That's where I had the problem with the two buttons. I think it should just be one button. Yeah. Because you can be pressing the button for a lift. At the same time, you've got to press jump to get out of the way of one of the, the enemies. Yeah. So it would have been better to push the joystick up, maybe, and just... Yeah, you've got a point there, yeah. Why don't you go and reprogram it, then? <laughs> I'm telling Epos on you. I will. Yeah. yeah, that is a good point, actually, yeah. I think uh, once or twice I pressed the wrong button. Yeah. When I wanted to, to jump up the ceiling to squash an enemy, I was trying to call a lift, yeah. and you just get squished. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, you're a about good point. to jump on the lift, and because the animals can call a lift too. They can. They're swines for doing that. They've got intelligence. Yeah. The animals that are after you, because you're trying to collect fruit, you're a hungry blob, and trying to collect yeah. snacks. And these come in the forms of strawberries and grapes and bananas and pears and cherries and all lovely yeah. things like that. And ham legs as well. Ham legs. That's not a fruit, is it? Yeah. Big lumps of ham. So you're trying to collect these fruits. The monsters, well, the, the animals, are not really monsters, they're animals. Well, they just appear. They sort of morph out of the ground. Yeah, and that really annoyed me. Because you could be in the lift and they just appear in the lift. Get off my land! Here? I'm annoyed! What are you doing here? <laughs> and you're dead. Yeah, it, it's a weird setup, but I liked it anyway. The very start of the game, it's quite slow to start off with. And you can get around before even any animals appear. 
Yeah. And they appear at the ground. They make a, they, they sort of pop up at the ground. As they're popping up, they can't get you. But as soon as they're, they're full size, they can hit you. And they sometimes pop up in places you don't want them to when you're walking over them. But you've, if, you're, if you keep walking, you'll miss you. But if you stop for a second over them and they morph under you, you're yeah. dead. The animals are crocs, froggies, bunnies, monkeys, and pigs. The pigs were a bloody nightmare. They really were. They're really fast, yeah. aren't they? So you got really? the pig level. Oh, yes. <laughs> ah, I know you got to the pig level. I'm giving away my score now. All week's been trying to find, ask me, how have you got to the pig level? And I thought, no, if I give that away, you'll know what score I've got. Well, I said, have you got to the elephants yet? Did that confuse you? No, you're lying. Because there aren't any elephants <laughs> in there. I did try anyway. No. To try to put that you... was a ridiculous level. So that was level five of the pigs. And yeah. And just suddenly, you know, the level of difficulty just shot up yeah. tenfold. Did you work out how the best way of killing the animals? I kind of used the lift. So you can jump in the lift and they cross over the path of the lift. Okay, so you can move the lift up and down to squash the animals. Squash them. I did try that, but that's when it really annoyed me in the game because if you're not holding the joystick up the whole time, you'll stop at a level and if some animal just decides to appear, you're dead. Yeah. And it's just their, their whole movement I find really irritating. The one thing that annoyed me about the game is when you, as you say, when you're in a lift, if you keep going up and down, up and down, up and keep moving, yeah. you can't get killed yeah. unless you, you stop for a stop. second over yeah. an animal. But also, when you're in a lift, if you sit in the lift and an animal calls the lift, because yeah. they can call the lift as well, you yeah. will die, oh, no, which is ridiculous. Stupid. It just make you go up, really. Yeah. But it will yeah. kill you. But if you keep moving, they can't do it. Yeah. And the best way of point scabbing on this game is you can because you've got an energy bar at the bottom yeah. which goes down quite slowly, and when you're sticking to the ceiling, it goes down a little faster. So if right. you if you're stuck to the ceiling all the time, that. it does go a little bit faster. The way you can point scab, which I didn't do, I tried tonight to see if I could get a higher score and didn't really work. It getting killed. If you can just keep, you can leave one fruit and, and just keep just going up and down the lift, up and down the lift to kill all the monsters. You, and I actually knew they start at the bottom, one or more, then the next one up a little more, then the next yeah. one up. And you can just keep going and killing them all. Low scores, though. Yeah, the, the scoring is really scores. weird. Because normally on games, arcade games, you get 50 or 100 yeah. or 5,000. This first monster, the crocs, you get 55. And then the frogs, which are a real pain, they really go for the elevators. You got 66. Yes. And then a bunny, you got 77. And 88 yeah. for a monkey and 99 for a pig. You seem to get more for the energy bar, which was added to your bonus. Yeah, you? you get 5,000. Every time you do a level, you yeah. get 5,000 points. What I think it was, I think it was probably a technical thing where they couldn't use three characters to give a score. I don't think they had enough room to put, so 55, 66, 77, 8, yeah. and 99 was the highest one you can get. And the fruits were worth 100, 110, 120, 130, up to about 150. I got up to the pear level, and I couldn't get any... F no, actually, I got to the candy cane level. It's the one after no, you that. you got further than me. No, yeah. no, I don't know. I did get there. No, no, I did. No. I did get to the candy <laughs> no. Oh, damn. That was rock hard. That was like... Yeah. The, level, the, the, the elevators just went to, like, a room, like... The other levels, you could go right the way across. Yeah, they're and blocked. Some of them are blocked. You've got to find off. a way around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I was I was watching a YouTube um, video uh, of someone getting over three hundred thousand on Beastie Feasty. People actually play. This yeah, game. yeah, nearly exactly the same <laughs> game. It's a very popular game, I think, for conversions. And they're getting over three hundred thousand. It gets really manic. It gets really fast. I can play for that. He was playing that. Uh, I think they they do it for five lives though. Said a few more lives, but it's still really really good score. I think that is the world record because we, we don't know the records at the moment because of Twin Galaxy being down. Yeah. But it's a very very good score. It was just so quick later on. It was crazy. But the game was really really colourful. And do you like the cute sounds as well? Well, 
Yeah, there's no music to it or anything that. I mean, it's just bleeps and squeaks, isn't it? Really, isn't it? And you, you like of... spectrums. You must <laughs> like it. <laughs> well, even the spectrum's got some sort of music with it. It's got bleeps. They've made the effort. Oh, I thought it was because really, it made funny little cute noises when when the guys were animals were morphing, and you make a sort of squidgy noise as yeah, you bounce like the, along. The squidgy noise is not yeah, it's good on that. Done with some sort of music. Background it's sort of a little blips, a, a sort of tune in the background, which I think because there's so much noise going on with the game level, like the elevators moving made a noise. Yeah. If you moved, it made a noise. The animals made a noise. The animals were really annoying because they kept calling the lifts, and some later on they ride the lifts as well. Yeah. Well, the, the main thing we haven't mentioned is that you know the, the collision detection was awful. Yeah, it's awful and it's wonderful because it's awful when you land on a creature to squash it yeah. and it kills you. They can walk through you sometimes if you're going up. If you're going up to the ceiling and they walk through you, can you can actually get missed yeah. sometimes. So it it benefits you and it, it goes against you as well. But it's, I think it was the hardware, to be honest with you. Because even in Pac-Man, which is the same hardware, there's a point where you can actually fly through a ghost. Right. There's a certain thing you can go through a ghost. And also, I've played Pac-Man before, where I've been after the blue ghosts when they're powered up, and have gone through one as well. And it's oh, mystical. Really great games. Uh... Yeah, so I think it was something to do with the hardware, maybe. You get an extra glob at 20,000 as well. Yeah. Be... He was called Toby in Beastie Feasty. What, your glob? Your glob, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a different name in that. The levels are quite different layouts on all three versions of it. So I tried all three, and they're quite a bit different. But they all sort of start off quite slowly, and they ramp up. By the time you get to level five, you said the pigs. They're like yeah. lightning. Nice. Greased crazy. pigs, they are. They're crazy stuff. Crazy. So how many levels are there, then? 24, apparently. Right. And um, all different. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think they're all different fruit bonuses and different layouts. And one of the things I was thinking about on the YouTube video, which was a guy getting over 300,000, there's one level where there's no calls for the lift. You can't call the lift. You've got to wait for the animals to ride oh, down to your goodness. level and then get on there. <laughs> yeah, really wind me up. So that is... <laughs> but these they're going like crazy at this point. So yeah. it's real... It's the one level that's difficult. Because some of the levels where you've got to go a certain way in the elevators to find the elevator that will go to the point you want to go because the levels are yeah, blocked off. Yeah, it's a maze game as well. A little bit, yeah. But it's not that difficult to work out. But when the things are going quickly... Well, when you you know it's like when you're new to a level you haven't been on before, you, yeah. you panic, don't you? Absolutely, you, you want to get like in a few as seconds as you can. Yeah, and if you watch the track mode at the start before you put any any ten pences in and play the game, it does tell you what to do. It tells you how to, you can squash the different animals, shows you all the animals, but it doesn't tell you you can kill them with a lift, which I found was the easiest yeah. way of squishing them. But they don't tell you that. Well, I only found it easy when they're in between. If you're trying to kill like a bunny rabbit at the top. Find yeah. really difficult. The ones at the bottom, if you try to land on one to yeah. squash it, they usually, because you're static at the bottom, yes. they hit you. So I wasn't trying to get the ones, I was just getting the ones in between, up and down, up yeah. and down, trying to get them. But the only way of staying safe is to cling to the ceiling and hold it there while you're yeah. thinking about what to do. Yeah. But your time does go a not too much quicker, but a little bit faster, your time goes down. And if your time goes down to the bottom, which I, I never did, it was, there's was plenty enough time to do all the levels. You died. You lost well, the level. I managed to squash three animals in one go. Did yeah? You that? No, you get a bigger bonus for that. No, you've got two rabbits and a croc. Oh, right. Squash, which was quite Because the, the levels, the different layers you're on, which, as you said, reminds me of elevator action moving up and down the elevators, yeah. you can get more than one animal. You need a gun to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the chopper from Zookeeper. Yeah, so, oh, that would be awesome. Just go and chop them all up. But they come back. That's the problem. Yeah, they come they back come too back. quickly. But on, on the later levels, you can get more than one animal on a level because they, they fly around, they move along the levels themselves. They're autonomous. 
But on the earlier levels, the frogs and the crocs won't ride the elevators. They just stay on their own level. There might be one or two of them, but they'll stay on their own level. But later on, you can get a small space with four animals in at the one time. And that gets really difficult, yeah. especially when it's moving so quickly. I don't think I'll ever bother to get that far. I, I really liked it. It's such a cute little... The yeah. animations, even though they're quite simple, they look quite nice. The monkeys react really well. The frogs look like frogs. They sort of do this funny little triangular movement. Did you notice the crocs were really camp, the way they walked? Well, they walked on two legs. Yeah, they? yeah. Crocs don't do that. <laughs> Ooh, you've got a point there. I'll let you have that one. So, what kind of score did you get? If you beat me, there will be trouble. You give me yours first. I got 400... What? No, 55,653. Oh, I, I, I thought I was in with a chance, actually. I got 46,306. So, I'm a what? <laughs> when I first start, started playing this game back again, because I hadn't played it for a long time, I knew the first time I ever played it, I was getting in the region of forty to 60,000. I think Simon might have even got up to 80,000. He was doing really well at it. And I thought, ah, oh, if I can get 50, I'll be happy. And I got the 55,653. Yeah, well, I was averaging every time around 30, 35,000. That's pretty good. It's good and going. suddenly when I got to that level 5 of the canes, it jumped. I mean, I, I managed 15,000 in a level. There's a lot of candy canes on that level. There's loads yes. of them. I think they're up to 150 points each. Though. Yeah, so that's I mean, quite I think a way if on. I've gone back and got back to that level, as I was saying earlier, you know, when you're new to a level, you panic, don't you? And there was so much going on, yeah. so much to work out. But the game didn't do anything for me, so I was quite happy. Oh, you're with rubbish. That is a good score, though, mate. That's very good yeah. for that game. Yeah, excellent. And the, the game for next week, we're going to let a listener pick it. It's going to have to be Arcade Addict 77, because I like his name so much. Cool. He's an arcade addict, and I presume he was born in 77, so he's younger than me. And he chose Bosconian. Bosconian. Excellent. Cool. I've been looking forward to playing that. I do like a bit of Bosconian. Yeah. What I might do is actually put it in a cab, because I've got the PC PCB, an excuse to get out and play it. I've got to play it on my PC. You still haven't received my... Oh, I've yet. been so busy lately. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Anyway. So that's about it for this week, I think. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers for listening. Thank you, and... Goodbye. Goodbye.